just jumping in really quickly at the start of today's episode to tell you about some upcoming opportunities to see us live in the flesh. And you can see us live at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival 2024. We are doing three live podcasts on Sundays at 3.30 at Basement Comedy Club, April 7, 14 and 21. You can get tickets at dogoonpod.com. Matt, you're also doing some shows around the country. That's right. I'm doing shows with Saren Jaimana, who's been on the show before. We're going to be in Perth in January, Adelaide in February, Melbourne through the festival in April and then Brisbane after that. I'm also doing Who Knew It's in Perth and Adelaide. Uh, details for all that stuff at mattstewartcomedy.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnke and I'm here with Jess Perkins and Matt Stewart. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Matt's copying me again. Hey, Dave, you missed one of us. Oh, that's right. We've got another person in the studio today. Ah! Special guest host. It's Josh Earl. Hey. Hey. So funny being on another podcast with someone who introduces it like that as well. Because I was waiting for you to go... Who knows whom? Who knows what? (laughs) Which is what I say on my podcast. Which is, of course, if people don't know, the fantastic Don't You Know Who I Am, also on the Planet Broadcasting Network. Mm. Yes. And one of our personal favourite podcasts. Well, congratulations for two people in the room who (laughs) scored the number one most downloaded episode of the year, 2018. Thank you. Just to avoid confusion, can we please name the two people? No, I don't think we need to do that. Arguably the best two, Jess Perkins. Yeah, although we we can assume who the other one was, probably one of me or Dave. It doesn't matter, really. Okay, we'll leave it that yeah thank you but it was definitely dave yeah, it was dave. <laughs> yeah. that's right we were on a, fa- a fun episode last year with broden kelly from auntie donna and uh very funny joe stanley so that yeah that's an honor a good time so though. well done thank i was so on much. some really like cool underground episodes that yeah. only oh, real you, rad you did, people well, you did a patreon episode which yeah. was everyone's favorite patreon episode of the year yeah but you guys win, win the meat tray which is in the car so oh, oh, we can wrap this up yes. it's quite hot out there <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> Dave, you can have it. Yeah, a win's a win. I'll yeah. take it. <laughs> I'm coming home with meat, baby. <laughs> He's saying that to his broom. <laughs> Dave goes out with a broom. Yeah. Just, that's canon on this show. I yeah, think. <laughs> I think it is now. I mean, hey. you don't get the number one download. Now you're trying to take us down. I understand, Stuart. I know what you're doing here. <laughs> Matt, now have a go at me. No, I think that's – I'll I'll keep my, my powder dry. Um, I think – 
you know, but you'll have something coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, some, a real zinger. <laughs> get ready for it. Get ready <laughs> to get smashed. <laughs> now, Josh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Because most podcasts, you turn up, you talk a bit of shit, and then you leave. But this one, we've asked you to do a bit of homework. I loved it. I was talking to Jess before the podcast. Mm. She was like, how did you go with the whole report writing thing? And I'm like, I, I want to go back to school now. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, I'm a, li- I'm a librarian. And so doing the research, it's right up my alley. Yeah. It's really, really nice. Yeah. I mean, would you like to come back every week? Because <laughs> that would be really easy Or for just us. write the reports for me. And just send them oh, through. Yeah. yeah. yeah just a I'll, PDF, that'd be great. I'm your air tasker. Yeah. Earl tasker, great. Oh. <laughs> nice. Earl tasker, I love that. I don't have any money, but I'll buy you a coffee. <laughs> so as guest host, do I start with a question? Yes, no. Question? So before we do that, Matt, oh, maybe sorry. explain how this works. No, no, this isn't you. Actually, Josh, the gun. you could probably explain how it works better than any of us. No, even I want to hear Matt's, well, Matt's Look, version. okay, so the way it works is there's three of us, today four, and we take it in turns week by week as to who researches and does a report on a certain topic. The other people in the room don't know what that topic is uh, until we start the report and we get on a topic <laughs> with a question. This week, Josh is doing the report, as we just said. He's going to ask a question now to get us on another topic. And that, what was that, three, four minutes? That was And done. Great. That was great. And you should have seen the fear in your eyes. Every time you're like, oh, my, your eyes shoot around the place. Yeah, like, oh, terrified. oh, God. What, what is this sweating. show? And uh, by the way. I've never, you know, I feel nervous normally, but this, this time I was in front of a librarian. Yeah. <laughs> and this is uh, episode 169. So I'm hoping for a very sexy topic here, Josh. Century for two. Nice. Okay, so... <laughs> The question is to you three, yes. do go honours. All right. What event happened on November 19, 2004, that changed American sports forever? Oh. So right, I'm going to say that I'll be the first to admit I'm not, I don't know what happened in 2004. Anyone have any guesses? Was it the Janet Jackson nip slip? No. <gasps> yes. That, that, that would have been a good one. Have you done that one? No. I'll write about that next time. <laughs> Please, next, next week. Didn't have anything to do with uh, Michael Jordan's shorts, did it? <laughs> no. Do you know about his shorts? <laughs> <laughs> Matt brings it up anytime you can, any, any possibility you can. Josh could have been the one that probably told you in real life. He probably was. Which fact, shorts off-pod. one are you talking about? They, the, they're on backwards? Oh, no. What's the, well, there's <laughs> another. another. Michael Jordan's <laughs> so, shorts so the, the one that you're talking about then is he wore his North Carolina shorts yeah. underneath his shorts. That's yeah. right. The first time he came back after his first retirement... He wore his shorts on. They were on backwards. Oh, silly. Accidentally. And yeah, just put them on backwards. After that, did everyone start wearing them <laughs> yeah. backwards? No, it wasn't, uh-huh. a, wasn't a tr- Oh, Criss Cross, the band Criss Cross, <laughs> maybe, but everyone yeah. else, no. Okay, what, what it was, November 19, 2004, mm. was an event that is now known as the Malice at the Palace. Oh. <laughs> that is a great title. Yeah, yes. like Rumble in the Jungle. Like Rumble in the Jungle. Oh, Thriller like, in Manila. That's yeah. it. But this is the Malice at the palace. Oh, I love it. Right. Is, is it also a boxing event? No. Matt was closest when he was talking about Michael Jordan. It's a basketball. The palace. Wh- whose home court is the palace? The Detroit Pistons. Ooh. Oh. Yes. Cool. Is this, does this involve uh, Thomas? Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas? Isaiah Thomas had, had retired, but he's he's linked to both these teams we're going to talk about. <gasps> one, he was the coach of one. One, he was a star player. But he right. wasn't the coach during this. He'd just been fired. By a man who you've talked about as well, the hick from French League. Oh, Larry Bird. There you oh go. My God. Oh, the body Esky <laughs> banded himself. The, the owner of the world's most famous water cooler. No, that was he was stealing from Michael Jordan, actually. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the NBA, arguably one of the most popular sporting organizations in the world, mm-hmm. not just through sport, but also through its merchandise, 
and culture through films like Space Jam. Well, which we've talked about and loved. Mm-hmm. Ed, the Whoopi Goldberg yep. film. Have which, you seen Ed? Which we will yeah. talk about and love. Yeah. Wait, did she play? That wasn't with a chimp, was it? No. <laughs> Ed was. Oh, no. She was a fan who was heckling. Right. And then they said, well, you come and coach. And then she just coaches. Brilliant. The New York Knicks. Oh, right. That's yeah. right. I'm thinking of uh, the one with Joey from Friends playing baseball with a chimp. And oh. that was also called Ed, I oh, think. Oh, great. <laughs> and also the hit sitcom Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Oh. Mm. oh tell me about that one. He was a comedian and he also played basketball. In, in the show Hanging with Mr. Cooper, he was a substitute teacher who had dreams of playing in the NBA. He got his chance and he played two games oh. for the Golden State Warriors. He wore number seven. None of this is here, by the way. This is just, <laughs> I know yeah, a lot of facts. Yeah, he's, looking about... me, he's looking me dead in the yeah. eye. Yeah. So he, he, played against the, he played for the Golden State Warriors. He played against the Phoenix Suns, who were led by Charles Barkley, who is? The, the, the round modern round. round of rebound pound. I thought you knew. I listen and you always say the round round of rebound. Like, for God, panic. <laughs> I panicked. All right, so in they played two back-to-back <laughs> games. In the first game, Charles Barkley. Oh, the round man of rebound. That is right. He destroys him, <laughs> dunks on him, leans over him and says, welcome to the NBA. Ooh. Very similar to the OC. Did a very similar <laughs> thing in their first, yeah. which is welcome to the OC bitch when Ryan got punched <laughs> on the beach. I was going to say, he needed to add bitch. Yeah. The next, yeah. the next game they play against other, Mr. Cooper, he's doing great. He's scoring heaps. They win the game. Then he finds out they didn't. They don't sign him though, so he doesn't play oh. because they don't have the budget for the podcast for the podcast for the <laughs> for the sitcom to have. Oh, we'll go and film in the NBA every single time. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's fair. Right. Yeah, so he goes back to being a substitute teacher. Surely you'd do it the other way around, so it made some yeah. sense. He'd like star in the first one and then struggle, or yeah. does an injury or something. Yeah. Something. Oh, he starred. Oh, but unfortunately, yeah, we're not re- signing you for some got a reason. Record 120 points. Oh yeah. well. <laughs> So Back in, to hang on, I have not thought of hanging with Mr. Cooper for probably since it was on TV. And it started with him going, where's my theme music? And then it would kick Cooper, in. Cooper, yeah. hanging with my friends, it's awesome. Mm, is this just showing the age difference here? Is this, is this 80s, 90s? Is 90s. 90s. It was in that kind of vein of family matters and full yeah, house. Okay. Home improvement yeah. era. Probably. Oh, yeah. Raven Simone <laughs> yes. was involved in Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. Okay, so in 2004, though, the NBA was in a downward slump. Michael Jordan had just retired for the third and final time. It's <laughs> the John Farnham of NBA. Yes. He'll never go down. The league had an image problem with conservative America and scoring was low, meaning to the casual fan it was a bit boring. Mm. In the season before 2004, the 2003-2004 season, the champions were the D- Detroit Pistons who defeated the Los Angeles Lakers in a very low-scoring series where defence was king. Defence is super boring. Yeah, there were games where it was like 60 to 68. Really? Now the games are like 120 to 130. It's way more exciting. So I've only started really watching basketball over the last 18 months or so. Yeah. And still as a pretty casual viewer, to be (laughs) honest. But it's not always been like that. No, no. In this time, it was very low scoring. Uh, So the Pistons defeated the Lakers and had to play the Indiana Pacers to actually get to play the Lakers. And this was a very heated series, and the Pistons won it in six games. It was the best of seven. Pistons won it in six. Mm. The Pacers, do you know what they're named after, Jess? The um, the wannabe the pen. pencil? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to think that as a kid too. No, so they're named, so they're from Indiana. So the Indy 500 is a big thing. Mm-hmm. So the pace car that goes out the front. Yep. What and, a boring thing yeah, to be named after. also the harness racing pacer, which is also yeah. a, a horse that runs. So they've combined the two. Right. So they're named after a horse and a car. 
That's pretty cool. That yeah. is cool. That's badass. All right. Yeah. If it was one of those two things, it would be cool, but it's two of those re- two oh. things. Yeah, and the re- Pistons are named after a car part. Yeah. Detroit Rock City. Yeah. Motown. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they could have been called what? The, the Motown. Uh, Motown. Yeah, the Flat Tops or something. Yeah. Oh, Motown has works too. Is so, was Reggie Miller at Reggie the, Miller was in the Indiana Pacers I know, in two thousand four. From the nineties, I know one player from each team. Yeah. So he, nice. <laughs> Indiana had Reggie Miller. He was their star player. His sister is the best women's player ever of really? all time. Yeah, Cherry Miller. I think that's her name. Cherry Cherie. I don't know how to say it properly. Sorry. Oh, the Lakers. Do you know what the Lakers are named after? Oh, come on, Jess. Buzz in, Jess. Come on. The Los Angeles Lakers. I feel like it's a trick question, though. It is because they were originally a franchise from like a lake place, like Salt Lake or something. Minnesota. Minnesota, right. Yeah, which is the nickname, the Land of a Thousand Lakes. Right. And then. Has anybody counted? I don't know. Surely. It's like Utah Jazz. Utah's not a jazz place. Why do they hold on to the. Because they can change it. Just change it. The Pelicans changed. Yes. So the New Orleans. Pelicans, which is my team. I chose them last year. New Orleans Jazz, and then Utah bought the franchise and kept the Jazz. Right. Even though it's the widest place in America and there's no Jazz happening in Utah. (laughs) Cop that, Utah. (laughs) Okay, so the 2004-2005 season started and the Indiana Pacers were one of the favourites to win it all, and they firmly believed that they would do it, being led by Ron Artest, the league's reigning defensive player of the year. You know, defense is king. He's the best defender. And Hall of Famer Reggie Miller, who was playing in his final year and gunning for a championship. They had also acquired Stephen Jackson, a shooting guard, just coming off his best season with Atlanta. And they started the season strong, won six of their first eight games, and then they were faced with last year's champions, the Detroit Pistons, in what they were calling a revenge match. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love a revenge match. I love revenge. Revenge! Yeah. <laughs> Did you like the TV it. show Revenge? For a bit. Every time that came on, my my, my wife and I would have the had the joke. We'd always just yell, Revenge! <laughs> Coming up uh, next. Couples jokes alive. are fun, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they're good. <laughs> so this game, the Pistons versus uh, the Pacers, was the marquee game of the week. It was going to be broadcast live on ESPN uh, from Detroit. Mm. Now, the game itself was nothing spectacular. The Ron Artest and Jermaine O'Neal were the stars for the Indiana Pacers, and at halftime they were already out by 16. Mm. A low-scoring season, that's, that's a lot. But Pacers coach Rick Carlisle wanted to make a statement that Indiana were the premier team in the league. So instead of resting his star players, he kept them out there. Oof. So often when you get to halftime, it's, it's lost. We've won this. We'll rest our stars so they don't yep. get hurt, get some of the bench. And it's so early in the season as well. Try some of the new kids. See how they're going to go. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Then give them a run around. Yeah. Then your good players are rested, so when they come on, they should be better to be able to you know score more and win yeah. the game. Okay, so in the NBA, it's quite common though for teams to have an understanding if the outcome's already settled to take it take it back a bit. Yeah. Uh, and players get very very angry when the other teams don't abide. Now, recently this year in the in the in the NBA, star Boston Celtics Kyrie Irving. He threw the game ball into the crowd when he believed that a Denver Nuggets player by the name Jamal Murray was trying to pat out his stats and score 50. The game, like Boston had won it easy and and Denver had won it easy and he was still shooting threes with seconds to go when no one was playing defense. So Kyrie Irving got the ball, which he would have kept. Jamal Murray was like, oh, I've never scored 50. I'm going to keep this ball. And he just piffed it 
all the way up in the top of the stands. I was like, no, that's bullshit. You don't get to do that. It's bad sportsmanship. It is bad sportsmanship on both sides. And the mercy rule, yeah, for sure. I I didn't know that. So they'll they'll do the commentators normally mention that? Uh, No, they call it junk time. It's like in the NFL. They have like those kicking back and forth. But there's an injunct. Oh, yeah, I guess there is a bit of that, but. Yeah. It wouldn't be if one if someone was kicking goals in the AFL in junk time. No yeah. one's going. What the hell are yeah. you doing? <laughs> Stop yeah. being better than us. It's not fair. Yeah, <laughs> you're winning. Stop trying to win more. Okay, so the game though was still quite feisty, and with about three minutes to go, the Indianapolis Star writer, so for the newspaper, Mark Monteith, turned to another reporter whose name is Siku Smith and said, "These fouls are getting really, really hard." And even Pace's assistant coach, Mike Brown, was hoping that some Indiana players would actually be kicked out for their rough play. Oh. So he's their coach and he's like going, he doesn't, he can't say get off because he's only assistant coach, but he's like hopefully they get kicked out of the game so they don't hurt someone. His own players. His own players. Oh so God, he could see. When you whisper to the head coach, be like, can you tell him to yeah. pull their heads in a bit? Because yeah. that's oh. pretty rough. And he was like, and these guys, they're big guys. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, if they do start taking it too seriously, it can get out of hand pretty easily. And and they are all multi-million dollar players. Yeah. So in a break in the play, Pacers player Jamal Teasley is seen talking to their star player, Ron Artest. I've got to tell you, I've got to stop. That name is so so great. So it's Ron? Artest. Artest is his last. Yeah. So A-R-T-E-S-T. What's what's his nickname back in the day? Uh, the test. Testament. We're, we're going to come to oh, his name. I'm, right glad you, I'm glad you love his name. Oh, you, keep, you keep coming, bringing it up and every time I think, yep. I've got to stop him because I love that. There's so <laughs> many good names so yeah. far as well. Yeah. yeah. It's a good, They're all good. Some good names. Okay, so uh, Jamal Teasley talking to Ron Artest mm. and he reminds him, apparently, reportedly reminds him of last year in the playoffs when Pistons player Ben Wallace had made a hard foul on him in the last year's final. And so with 45 seconds to go in the game, Ron Artest commits a pretty hard foul. Not, not crazy hard, but just commits a foul on mm. Ben Wallace. No one gets injured, but the game, because the game's over, Ben Wallace takes offence and shoves Ron Artest as hard as he can. You do not shove Ron Artest. <laughs> no. And at six foot nine. <laughs> okay, you do oh not. Oh, <laughs> my God. Like Ben Wallace is six foot nine, 209 centimetres. That's and 108 kilos. He's a big boy. That's hard. Yeah. You see him push him and you think Ron Artest's head is actually going to fly off his body. He just flies back, <laughs> composes himself. But then with the emotion of last year's loss, the Pacers go in and they try and protect Ron Artest. And so people are just kind of pushing everyone. And there's in NBA fights, there's a lot of what they call hold me back. <laughs> yeah. just guys go in there yeah. and they're just yelling, hold me back. And then they kind of back backwards, but no one's holding them back. <laughs> no one yeah. is actually. Yeah. They're just like, hold me back, hold me back. Charles Barkley talks about this all the time when, he, when he's commentating. He's like, these hold me back guys. Like, oh, don't let me get my hands on him. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're, get lucky. Him. you're lucky he's bloody holding me back. Like, yeah. Oh, you'd be dead, mate. He's standing alone. And so all these guys are huge and the refs are not huge. Why is that? Well, they're refs. Well, you, you see in like rugby league in Australia, yeah. the, re- the refs are as big as the players. They're all huge nuggets. AFL, they're all pretty skinny because they've got to run, yeah, so, got to far. run so far. Well, AFL players are pretty trim. Oh, yeah. they're, thought... they're muscly, but the 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 umpires in AFL run, what? how many Ks a game or something? Yeah, like, like marathons every game. Yeah, yeah. They're, so they're slim. Yeah, you're right. But I always thought that they'd get people that were obviously basketball greats, maybe not good enough to be an NBA professional because, you know, they're obviously obsessed with the game, yeah. that kind of thing. But nah, no. they are often quite a lot smaller than the players. That well, they'd be and people that have been around basketball or And quite a lot it. older as well. Yeah. 
There are guys like in their 60s who are like Really? Trying yeah, to tell these reps. six foot nine guys to yeah. calm down. I've never seen a, like a middle-aged or a, a ref in their 20s. The only refs I've ever had have been 17 yeah. or 80. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's it. What happens in between? I don't know. They but play, I'm maybe. playing in my late 20s and there's a 16-year-old going, well, I'm like, all right, mate. What you've described there is the population of Tasmania. <laughs> really young or really old. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that at my domestic women's basketball. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the guys are huge, the refs are not. And in the event, if, if these big guys wanted to fight, there's nothing to stop them. And tonight, there was nothing to stop them. Uh, so players from both sides rush off their benches, they throw and start throwing down. So Reggie Miller, he's not playing in the game, he's injured, he's wearing a suit. He runs out. He's yeah, trying to hold Reggie. people back. Oh. He's an elder statesman, so he's wanted, trying to get in to their see ear. I just fly yeah. kick someone in his suit. <laughs> he's but, the biggest battle. From long range as well. Yeah, he yeah. was a three-point specialist, was wasn't he? Yeah. But, so Stephen Jackson, who's only new to the team, didn't play in the Detroit game last year. But he doesn't have any of the beef. He is, he's, you see him with his fists. He's going, come on. <laughs> he's the angriest of all of them. Like, so he's going crazy. Like, it's just... He untucks, he's great. He untucks his shirt oh, yeah, as well. He he's like, business. I'm meaning business. And then he's just got his fists out. He's got a headband on. It's great, okay? Amazing. Uh, the player, the Piston players and officials are just getting out of his way. They don't want to get hit. This all goes on for about 30 seconds and it, it seems to go longer, but the clock's there and you can see it just goes for 30 seconds. And what happens is Ron Artest, the man who started it all, in the midst of all this just goes and lies on the scorer's table. He lies. just lies down. What? Lies down. So everyone's f- pushing and fighting. He just takes a break and go. I'm just going to lie down on the scorer's table. Just relax. All oh, right. It's not from the push. He's no. Like, he's, he's fine. Just, he's just going to lie down. Going to have a lie Is that him trying no. to be super cool? Like I'm too cool for the fight? Yeah. Well, not cool. I think he's just going. I don't want to be involved. Yeah. And I'm just going to do. I'm not going to escalate it. Yeah. Even though I started it. Well, yeah. by being pushed. Yeah. But yeah. if you know anything about Ron Artest. <laughs> Doing the unexpected is not surprising. Okay. So a bit of history on Ron Artest. So, oh, so happy to hear. He grew up in Queens in New York City. Oh, Flushing, Queens? Till her when, when boyfriend the nanny, could yeah, come out. One a, of those crushing scenes. scenes. What was what she was, to do? What was he to do? <laughs> she was out on a fanny. <laughs> Means something different here. Very funny as a child. <laughs> out on a fanny. How? <laughs> oh, oh, God. That's some swift leg movement. <laughs> Must have been some sort of a fire hydrant or... <laughs> Okay, so with his height and his athletic ability, he took up basketball from an early age and growing up on the courts in Queens, you had to be tough. Mm. At 12 years old at a YMCA basketball tournament, he saw another player get stabbed in the back with a broken chair leg oh, and the player was a died on court. <laughs> Jesus. Did you say, and they died, they bled out on court? He bled out and oh died on court. Oh, my God. From a chair leg? At the YMCA. That is one of the wildest, like, sporting... Yeah. Just so, imagine if wow. YMCA was playing over the loudspeakers yeah. at the time. I assume well, that's how he got stabbed. He had his hands in the air doing the Y. Yeah. And the guy, so, yeah. I assume at the YMCA it's, it's on always loop. Like, Turn off the music, guys. It's not appropriate. Yeah. He's bleeding out. <laughs> Again. Oh, so Ron said that after seeing this, it made him accustomed to playing really rough. <laughs> he always had a chair leg in his back pocket. <laughs> he knew. He had to, so some, some people say he might be a bit eccentric. <laughs> in his rookie year with the Chicago Bulls, he was earning over a million dollars a year. He applied for a job and got it, <laughs> working at a place called Circuit City, which is an American JB Hi-Fi. 
because he wanted the 50% staff discount. <laughs> that is a good discount. Yeah, it's a big discount. So he's a 20-year-old millionaire and he still gets a fake job. Yeah. So he went in there, he wanted to buy it. He said, can you give me a discount? And I said, sorry, only staff get discounts. How do I become a member of the staff? <laughs> he signed it out, put it in. And then the place, like, apparently this is urban legend, Circuit City called the Chicago Bulls because that was his reference <laughs> and said, is this Rod Artest? <laughs> yep, all right. And then he, he got a job. He, he, he did one shift and, according to him, he sold heaps. <laughs> Everyone wanted to be in there buying stuff. And then the Chicago Bulls said, you can't be working at Circuit City while you're playing with the Chicago Bulls. Your contract says no moonlighting. Yeah. We never thought we'd have to enforce this, but. Yeah. That's that, amazing. That's great, isn't it? You can afford the full price TV. Yeah. No problem. I'd, I'd, if you're Circuit City, give him the discount just to yeah, just to sponsor yeah. Spons- yeah, yeah, there's got to be another way. That's the best, though. I love yeah. that lateral thinking. Yeah. yeah. He also, while playing for the Bulls, in his first few seasons, admitted to drinking Hennessy at halftime during games <laughs> and also and smoking do. pot before games. Well, so he, he's feeling a bit too mellow. All right, need a bit of scotch to get me up. Yeah. Right. Well, he even turned up to training with, with the Pacers. This is when he'd been traded from Chicago wearing a bathrobe over his uniform. And this was as a reminder to himself to, to take it easy. <laughs> yeah, good reminder. <laughs> yeah. That's why I wear a bathrobe to the podcast recording. Yes. But he did need a reminder sometimes because it's, it's a reminder. <laughs> yeah, he looks yeah. over to the bench and there's just his gown sitting there and he's like, yeah. all right, uh, sorry, oh, oh. sorry. He needed Couldn't just write it on his hand or something. No, yeah. <laughs> that guy needs a tattoo. Because in 2003, he was suspended for three games for destroying a TV camera. Like he was walking out of the game and just saw a camera and just smashed it on the ground. Sure. Well, you know, he knows a good place to get one. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> Don't worry, guys, i got to stop this discount. <laughs> and he was suspended for four games that same year because of an altercation with then Miami Heat coach Pat Riley. So he tried to fight Pat Riley. He tried to fight the coach. He tried to fight the, the coach. Said something to him, and so him being huge just kind of went up to him. What are you talking like? Just yeah, wasn't wasn't going to be spoken to like that from someone else's coach, right? right. So four okay. games. Pat Riley's a legend as well, right? Yeah, he coached the Lakers and the Knicks. Um, looks like he looks like he was in what's the film with Alec Baldwin and the All About Wall Street? Is it called Wall Street? Wall Street. He looks like he's in Wall Street. <laughs> Money never talks. Yeah. That was part. That was part two. Wall Street Two. Yeah, the money never talks. Oh, Something like that. Yeah. Back in the habit. Something like remade. <laughs> the, the squeakle. <laughs> is that your go-to sequel? Yeah. Ours is Back in the Habit. My, well, oh, at least Jess's. Jess. Mine's Judgment Day. Yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah. You get your own. We've got ours apparently. Well, I got to think of one. So in two thousand four, two thousand five, this is where the the Malice of the Palace takes place. Yeah. He'd already been suspended this year for two games. My God, does he ever play? He played the 82 game yeah, season. Yes, they play a lot, don't they? But he was, he'd been suspended a lot. Two games this season already because he asked for a month off because he said he was tired because he'd been promoting an album by R&B group Allure, which he'd released on his own label, True Warrior. So <laughs> He's tired. The season had started, he played four games, and then he said to the coach, hey, can I have a month off? I'm a bit tired because in the off season I was promoting this album. And his coach said, what the hell are you talking about? No, you're having two games off without pay. To try and get you into the into your head. Yeah. They punished him by giving him time off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he only wanted two weeks. <laughs> yeah, he only he asked for a month. Uh, I got enough money. No, you're not getting time off. We're not giving you what you want. And that's punishment. Yeah. Yeah. You come back 
Wait, hang on. <laughs> that was always like when you were a kid and you got suspended from school. Surely if yeah. you got suspended, you wanted not to be there anyway. I, I was so dumb that I was afraid of stuff like that. Yeah. But sometimes yeah, people would get suspended for wagging, which here is the term for skipping school. Being you take cruel. the day off, you came back, they're like, all right, that's it, you're suspended. Is, oh, no. Another day off. Yeah. So is every- wagging not universal? I, no, I, I think it so. does not sound like an American term. Playing hooky. Yeah. Is, oh. is dobbing universal? I don't think dobbing is no, either. Really? Dobbing, I think, is like dibba dobba. Dibba dobba. Just where like you're a snitch. Yeah. Dibba dobbers wear nappies, which of course uh, in America are called uh, something else. Diapers. <laughs> diapers. Thank Do- you. Dobbers wear diapers. That even sounds better. And dummies, which of course are pacifiers. 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 Such a long word. Okay. All right. So- my sequel is Secret of the Ooze. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's a good one. What the fuck is that? Teenage so- Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ah. Oh. Yes. The old, the nineties ones. Yep. Got it. Yeah, of course you do. Yeah, sorry. The Shut one with up. vanilla ice. Yeah. Go, Ninja, go. Yeah. Grow up, Jess. Go, Ninja, go, Ninja, go, go, Ninja. Okay, so Ron is lying down on the scorer's table. We're back, yes, we're back, back there. there. Yes. Back in the melee. That was a sweet flashback. <sighs> and the melee seems to be settling down when two members of the crowd, John Green and his friend Mike Ryan, start talking to each other when Mike Ryan offers John Green 50 bucks if he can hit Ron Artest with his cup of Diet Coke. Oh, my God. Guess what? He did. He did. John got his money because Ron is laying down. You can see him clearly get hit in the chest with a cup of Coke and ice is in it, so the ice splashes up into his face. <laughs> it's all on camera. It's all on camera. Now, I'd want the DC so on my face. Like, mm. <laughs> slow-mos for, like, weeks. That's the, the yeah, playoff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, and this is now, we know this is a guy who normally can be violent, but yes. luckily for the scenario, he's, he's taken a time he, yeah. out. He's in <laughs> his zen place. Oh, no. Don't worry, guys. Nothing could possibly draw me into this fight. <laughs> <laughs> so this is when things get interesting in the story, if working at Circuit City wasn't interesting. <laughs> because Ron Artest snaps. Oh, my God. No more lying down on the scorer's table. Ron makes his way into the crowd. He jumps over an announcer. Jumps like he's an athletic dude. He just yeah. jumps and he just runs in and starts making haymakers, just <gasps> knocking out people, okay? Like crowd members. Crowd members. <laughs> so John Green's in the crowd next to Mark Ryan. Now, Mark Boyle, who was a Pacers commentator, he said this. He said, instinctively or reflexively, I did step up and Ron trampled right over me. I fractured five vertebrae. <gasps> oh. Yeah. The thing I laugh about now is my wife says to me, if you could have stopped Ron from going into the stands, none of this would have happened. And I say, well, Jesus, if I could have stopped Ron from going to the stands, I'd be playing in the NFL. <laughs> so Mark Whoa. Boyle's announcer next to him, Slick Leonard, there's another great name. Yes, <laughs> Slick. He was a lot smarter than Mark Boyle because he just ran out of the way. Yeah. He just runs out of the way. Out of the way. So. Ron's in the stands and because this is why he went to the stands. So he looked up and there was a guy in the in the crowd of everyone watching the fight, a guy staring at Ron Artest with his hand in the air going, yeah. <laughs> and Ron thought, well, that's the guy who threw the cup. Oh, okay. It wasn't. <laughs> the man with his hand in the air is Mike Ryan who just lost 50 bucks. Oh, my God. But he yeah. So he was the one who bet that. He bet, if, yeah. Well, all right, bet. I'm happy. That's. Close enough. Right, I thought an innocent man was about to get punched yeah. in the face. Ah, this guy's a bit of a dick. So once our test goes into the stands, all hell breaks loose. Oh, my God. Fellow teammate Stephen Jackson, the untucker from before, <laughs> he follows him. And both of them are being hit by Pistons fans. One of them, one of the Pistons fans who are watching 
is the brother of Ben Wallace, the player that shoved our test, the player that oh started this fight. And he's seen trying to punch like Ron Artest himself. So his brother's pushed him. And now Ben Wallace's brother is trying to, trying to fight it. Yeah, trying is, to fight is it. His brother, is his brother a player at all? He's, his brother's he's just... not a player, but his, play, his brother's a big man. So Ben Wallace was like six foot nine. Yeah. This guy's also big. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you can see the video. It's all on YouTube. You can see the, the brother trying to punch Ron Artest in the back. <laughs> now, the security staff at the palace were not only short in number, but also in size. <laughs> <laughs> So it was a stadium of 22,000 people and they had three police officers and some ushers. But what they lacked in height, they made up for an age <laughs> with all of the ushers being over the age of 50. Oh, my God. Hey, guys, they're experienced. I'm yeah. sure they've seen this before. <laughs> One of these ushers, Melvin Kenzioroski. Oh, fuck, his name's Melvin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't look at babies these days and go, oh, Melvin. Little baby Melvin. Don't this worry. is my son, Melvin. <laughs> Here's a Muay Thai boxer, Melvin. <laughs> Don't worry, guys, I fought in the Civil War. So he's 60 and he tried to grab Stephen Jackson around the waist to stop him going in and Stephen Jackson just tosses him around like a rag doll. <laughs> he's got, Melvin is hanging on. Yeah, it is. Wow. You can just see Melvin just being to- like a... Like a, like on a bucking bull. Like I'm he's a... trying to do the seven seconds, the Luke Perry's movie. <laughs> I think it's eight seconds. <laughs> Is anyone else imagining Hans Molman is trying to take this basketball yes. down? <laughs> I'll <this>. get you. <laughs> okay, so Melvin uh, experiences neck and back injuries. Oh, my oh, God. Melvin. Take months of rehab to get better. Oh, oh Molman. Yeah. But he met Dorothy in the rehab <laughs> facility and they were wed on her 89th birthday. <laughs> so run our test and Stephen Jackson are in the crowd for 40 seconds fighting. 40 seconds. That is a long time. That's so long. Yeah. When they finally get pulled back into the onto the court. So uh, you can see other people trying to get into it and security is stopping them from going. Um, everyone's in. So it's Pistons and Pacers now. Players joined forces mm. against the fans. So uh, while Ron Artest is now on the court, uh, two fans in Pistons jerseys, they then make their way onto the court because everyone's focused on the thing. And so... The two fans, their names are Alvin A.J. Shackelford. Oh, that's amazing. Do they give the police a fake name? Yeah, (laughs) and Charlie Haddad. And they just approach Artest, who'd been pulled out, and he's just wandering around aimlessly, like kind of not knowing where he is. He's kind of in a daze. And so they walk right up to him, and you can see on the video they kind of size each other up, and they go to punch him, and Artest punches Shackelford. And the blow, he punches one guy, and the blow so much it knocks Haddad over next to him. <laughs> As Haddad gets up, another pacer, Jermaine O'Neal, who was playing great in the game, takes a running start, <gasps> rears back to punch him, but luckily slips over on some liquids on the floor <laughs> and just slightly glances him, and it still knocks the guy over. So <laughs> a, little, a little backstory on Charlie Haddad is that he had a history of abusing NBA players. And security had just talked to him moments before this whole melee went down about toning it down. And uh, people on the floor then realised that someone might actually die. So Scott Pollard, the Pacers centre, saw it, and this is his quote, saying, there's not a question in my mind there's a fan out there alive right now because my friend slipped on beer or whatever it was and missed that punch. So Right, because he's running at He's him. running full pelt. Yeah. And, uh, and this is like a guy who's, I think he's like six foot eight, six foot nine. They're massive. Because 
basketball's such kind of a gen. It's a non-contact, non-contact sport, yeah. so it's funny to think that they are like I never really thought about it before. But they're all beasts. They're huge yeah. Yeah. muscle men. Yeah, and Thank they, they you, never yes. really. We are. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> I am a beast. Jess, have, yeah. you, have you ever run to punch someone and you just slipped over in some sort of urine on the court? The nice thing about uh, playing basketball because your older brother plays basketball and you idolise him uh, is that he teaches you that while it is a non-contact sport, there's strategic contact, you know. So, no, Dave, I never ran at someone (laughs) with my fist held up, but I've knocked some people over in my time, you know. Wow. What do you like? You wait till you sort of tunnel them when they're up and they're jumping and then you push their feet out from under them? To be fair, I was just like I was a tall kid. So it wasn't that hard to just kind of run into a small kid <laughs> and they'd fall over you. Oh, yeah. you're right. So you're a bully. Yeah. <laughs> Only on the court and in White the bedroom. <laughs> 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 so the police finally arrive. So they've called for backup. This is wild. And instead of controlling the fans, who at this stage are very much the aggressors, they go to pepper spray the players. <laughs> oh, God. Just pepper spray everyone. Yeah. So Reggie Miller pleads with them not to, not only because it says it's a bad look for the NBA, but also because he says his suit is very expensive and he doesn't want it to get ruined. (laughs) Hey, I had to get a job at Peter Jackson to get this suit, 50% off. So But it is also that kind of systemic racism that they're going, oh, there's a massive fight here going on. There's 10 very big black men on court and then there's like (laughs) 22,000... Mixed race. Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll deal we'll, with this, yeah. these 10 blacks. It's going to be these 10. Yeah. yeah. So the Pacers, they're trying to make their way off the court, and the only way to get off the court is through a tunnel that goes to the locker room. So the cameras are following them, and so all the fans are over the tunnel, and Stephen Jackson looks like he's going to fight everyone. He is, <laughs> like most people are covering their faces as they walk through the tunnel. He is, like, hands in the air trying to <laughs> fight people as he's being pushed through the tunnel. People are now, they're throwing... Uh, cans, bottles, they're throwing coins at the players. People are spitting. Uh, uh, Jermaine O'Neal tries to pull. This is the guy who ran and slipped, so he's very, very angry. He tries to pull a fan down Shit. to him, which the fall itself would probably could break his neck. Uh, a Pacers official stops him. People are throwing brooms. Oh, Dave. Dave, oh, I'm Dave. so sorry. That is, that is a little too close to the bone. <laughs> To the bone, Dave. Yeah. So one of the fans. <laughs> to my bone. One of the fans. <laughs> one of the fans is a man called Bryant Jackson, who he threw a chair at the Pacers players walking out. Oh, not another. And this is his quote. He says, I, Bryant Jackson, have, <laughs> have six kids. I try to do what's right. I got caught. I got caught up in something I wish I hadn't got caught up in. Yeah, the adrenaline is running high at this Six point, isn't kids. it? kids. <laughs> Shouldn't Jeez. you just be, like, waiting in the car, just going all right? Quick, quick question, Josh. Yes? Um, do I know what was causing it? <laughs> six kids is an okay amount. No, that's, an, no that's too many. I think six is past the, the point of... That's too many. Oh, another person who was sitting courtside. Do you know how in the NBA they always have celebrities at courtside? Yeah. So this is in Detroit. Oh, okay. So 2004... Kind of celebrities are in Detroit in 2004. Ooh. I know. Well, I know that Tim the Toolman Taylor always wore a Detroit Lions jumper on his yeah. show. It I wasn't Tim the Toolman. That would be about. great. Oh, uh, like Paris Hilton. So I'm trying to think of 2004 celebs. No, she was. She would have been in Malibu. Who? Someone um, who worked for Ford. I'm, I'm sure he. I'm sure people who love Fords also love this guy's music. 
Oh, Toby Keith? Not Toby Keith. Me, Keith just, Urban. Oh, I thought you were going to say Kid Rock. Kid oh, Rock. Kid oh. Rock. Yeah. Kid yeah. Rock is there. He seems like someone that would throw a chair. He says that he he loved it, but he was on the other side of it where it was all happening, and he was happy to be on the other side. He also said it was the scariest thing of his life. Yeah. yeah. Right. Really? Okay. Yeah. I thought he was going to be like, yeah, I would have been part of it. Yeah. But he was actually admitted that he was terrified. Okay. So uh, oh. this is another quote from Mike Breen. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. If it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, not in a way that's like, oh my God, it's expanding, like physically. It's growing more customers, more interest, not like it's going to explode. Yeah, not like it's a building that's like blowing up and it's like, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. And I don't think they mean for marriage. You can sell your products on an online store, whether you sell physical or digital products, or you offer services like massage or nails or uh, consulting. Should we, after this, get mani pedis? (laughs) Babe, I've already booked us in. (laughs) Um, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. You know, what about blogging tools, you might be asking? I like to blog. I love to blog. I like to blog. I like to vlog. Yes. Well, Squarespace has powerful blogging tools to share stories, photos, videos, and updates. You can categorize, you can share, and schedule to make your content work for you. Scheduling is the best. Oh, it looks like Jess has just uploaded something. What it but it's like 3 a.m. in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the exact time I wanted to do it in New York City, baby. Capture that New York market. Yeah. You mentioned vlogging as well. If you're into vlogging, you can organize your video library, showcase your content on beautiful video pages, sell access to your videos with member areas. The possibilities are endless. Now head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. In the ESPN commentator, he says there were a bunch of people right above where the paces were going out. And there was this one young woman who was very nicely dressed in the midst of it. I remember thinking, oh, no, this poor woman in the midst of all this mob mentality. I hope she's going to be okay. And as I'm saying that in my head, she pulls out a bottle full of water and throws it point blank range at the paces going off the floor. I couldn't believe it, says Breen. (laughs) Even this nicely dressed woman who seemed so out of place in this mob, she got sucked into the whole mob mentality and it showed just how scary it could be. I love love it. That says a lot about him. Yeah. Making oh, judgments. Women can't make, make bad decisions. <laughs> we can't. Certainly not if they're nice, not if they've made a good decision with matching those shoes with that bag. Thank you. <laughs> not you. Mate. What do you mean? My shoes match my t-shirt yeah. in that they are white. Okay, so the Pacers, they're all back in the locker room. Things are getting heated. Jermaine O'Neal is yelling at the coaches, saying, Next time we're fighting, don't you motherfuckers grab us. He wants to go back out there. He's not scared by 22,000 people. He's like, we can take him. Wow. You can't. There's 12 of us. We can take him. You can't take him. And Rick Carlisle, their coach, jumped up as big as he could in front of Jermaine and just said, we were just trying to help. (laughs) (laughs) What's the most pathetic 
kind of not pathetic, but just like yeah. They're all so ramped up and there's too yeah. much adrenaline and I don't know how they're going to calm down. Honestly, they need to run like 10Ks to calm down. <laughs> so that's in the Pacers room. In the Pistons room, apparently they're all with their families and friends and they're watching the replay of it. And when the footage of Ben Wallace's brother punching and missing Ron Artest is showing, they all just start laughing. They're like, ah, you missed us. Ah, sucked in. Yeah, so. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so back in the wild. Pacers room, after it all settled down, it's just the players, Ron Artest turned to Stephen Jackson and said, do you think we're going to get in trouble for that? <laughs> and he's completely serious. And everyone laughs. Oh, Ron. And Stephen Jackson just says, we'll be lucky to have our jobs tomorrow. And, okay, and trouble they did get in. Yeah. <laughs> okay, because oh, there's all these talks of, like, apparently Ron Artest just completely blacked out, doesn't remember it. Like, he's a, there was a trainer who he'd cut on the eye or something like that in the melee, like, just swinging punches. And he turned to him and said, oh, what happened there? And he goes, you hit me in the head. Oh. And he goes, oh, sorry. And then, like, five minutes later, he goes, hey, what happened to your head? Oh. And he goes, you hit me in the head. And he goes, oh, I didn't, That's I didn't know. That's not good. Yeah. That's not good. Okay, so the NBA, the then commissioner, David Stern, came down hard on the players. In a statement the next day, Stern said, releasing a statement, that he's released a statement that said, the events at last night's game were shocking, repulsive, and inexcusable, a humiliation for everyone associated with the NBA. This demonstrates why our players must not enter the stands whatever the provocation or poisonous behaviour of people attending the games is. Our investigation is ongoing and I expect it to be completed by tomorrow evening. So super quick. They're like, mm. we've got to get this. So he suspended nine players without pay for a total of 146 games, wow. <laughs> costing them almost $10 million in salaries. <gasps> yeah. So a test takes the biggest hit with $4.995 million. Jeez. Gosh, he... That must have been lots and lots of games then. Yeah, yeah but he had a heaps more time to go and pick up shifts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like he had that job at Circuit City. But so, and he was uh, he, he was the first guy on the crowd, that's why. Because yeah. he, he was sort of sitting it out. He was sitting it out. Until he got... Yeah. So what happened was he got he did a foul. It wasn't even a flagrant foul, which sometimes if it's a hard foul, they'll call a fra- flagrant foul or what, a technical foul. What yeah. is, what's flagrant? Flagrant, not fragrant. So, oh, that smells great. Yeah. Oh, what a nice, nice foul. I was thinking, oh. Flagrant foul means unsportsmanlike foul. Yeah. Shouldn't have done that. When I was playing, last time I played, which was as a teenager, and I didn't really understand basketball that well, and the coach is yelling out from the side, stop the clock, Matt, stop the clock. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't control the clock. Uh, okay, mate, I'm know. not a timekeeper. You're looking at the clock. And then he goes, clock. foul him. Yeah. Which is what he was trying to say. And I go, oh, so I just pushed him off the court. <laughs> And then they were called it. A, yeah. I mean, it was that was pretty clear because they. Yeah. What's I was, like, I was like, what's? I don't know what's going what's on. What's a yeah. foul? Punch him in the dick. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, the coach. Okay, so these are the major fines. Okay, so I was quickly. Don't you think that part of it is the NBA sort of screwed them by not? They didn't protect them. Yeah, exactly. From the fans, so it's like they're punishing them, but really. They it wouldn't have been an issue if they didn't have people throwing stuff from the stands and yeah. There's a big push from a lot of players who want to stop the bar being at uh, three quarter time. Stop the bar so no one can right. drink in the last quarter because they're like that's when your team's losing. So you start drinking more and then you're more likely yeah. to muck right. around. And, and you don't get kicked. You don't get yeah. kicked out in the first half. Do no, you? no. And in in English soccer, they don't serve alcohol in the grounds at all. I don't think in the APL. I went over there and there was a tent. Outside, when I went to see a game at Yeovil, and it was just like packed with people getting drunk before the game, and then you yeah. go into the stadium, 
totally sober. It was weird. I had, I fell asleep. It's like when you're when you you're, scull two pints and then go sit. It's like when you're 18 and you want to go out for, to a yeah. club. You go, okay, we can't afford drinks in the club, so we'll drink all our drinks at home. And then we'll oh, go pre-drinks. Yeah. I miss pre-drinks. I'm drinking in the shower. All right, yeah. This is going to be a big night. So, okay, the fines. Jermaine O'Neal. 25 games suspended, which he fought down. He fought down to 15 because he proved that the only altercation he had was when on the court when the two players came out to attack our test. So he said, I was just defending myself and my teammates. And uh, he was charged with two counts of misdemeanor, assault and battery in, in actual a proper court, not just the NBA. Really? Oh. He, they, he got off those. Didn't have to uh, do any time or pay any charges. Okay. Uh, Stephen Jackson suspended for 30 games and charged with misdemeanor, assault and battery, which he got off as well. 30 games, by the way, was about $3 million for him. Whoa. That's a lot. Also. Yep. Does he have a side job? No. Ah, what an idiot. How oh, ma- actually, he's now he's now a broadcaster. So, okay. yeah. How many? What, the seasons are long. That's the other 82. thing. 82. So that this was game nine in the season. Right. 82. 82 plus playoffs. But if you're missing. How do they fit that into a year? Yeah, there's only 365 days a year. <laughs> <laughs> How do they do it? How do they do it? Mathematically, it does not work. So they're playing They basketball. play a lot. They play like three games a week. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of like AFL. AFL where it, yeah. Yeah, so my question was valid. Very valid. So Ron Artest suspended for 73 <laughs> season games and 13 postseason games. So they just said all of the season, all the playoffs, you don't play. He was charged with misdemeanor assault and battery. He also lost endorsement deals. All in all, he lost about $7.9 million. Not Circuit oh. City. Didn't lose Circuit City. Oh, thank God. Thank Circuit goodness. City. And he, but he broke a man's back. Yeah. Well, he, oh, yeah. yeah. Innocent yep. bystanders and. Yeah. So John Green, the cup thrower. Yeah. Convicted of misdemeanor assault and battery and sentenced to 30 days in jail and two years probation. He had already served three years in jail for assault and battery on his ex-wife. Okay. Oh. And in the clip, you can clearly see he try and punch Ron Artest from behind. Right. So do not feel bad for John Green nah. in the story. I did for a sec because I was like, it was just a moment of two friends being dicks. Yeah. I'm like, well, oh, I dare you to throw it. And he did. Yep. But no, nah, he sounds like a dick. Yeah. So off the back of this, so much change from the NBA. They had a complete image overhaul and a dress code came in. So the commissioner, David Stern, had been embarrassed at the Olympics in 2004 in Athens when the U.S. basketball team went out for dinner with the Serbian team and the Serbian team all turned up in suits and the American players just wore hoodies and baggy jeans. And he said it was insulting to America. Oh, jeez. Lots of, lots of players were outraged by the dress code because they just said it was racist and it was only targeting clothing aligned with hip-hop culture. Right, okay. okay. Yeah. So yep. if you were turning up in, like, sandals and some nice car keys. Yeah. How is it an would... insult to America? Because they were representing the USA basketball team. So right. yeah. by wearing like American Even clothes. They, they were the biggest stars in the Olympics. Yeah. And so, yeah, they were doing it. Like they didn't have, they're not getting paid for the Olympics. If Andrew Gaze yeah, right. wore, you know, thongs yeah. and a hoodie, I'd be cool with yeah, that. Yeah, in my head, I would just hear the Australian national anthem. <laughs> yeah, a tear would roll down my oh, cheek. Andy Gaze. And then Copeland would th- th- Leonard get Leonard Copeland? Yeah. yeah. Gaze would throw over an alley-oop, <laughs> maybe a bread roll at the dinner table. <laughs> oh, He'd dunk it yeah. into his soup. Yeah. Oh. But now they make a, a a bit of a thing out of it, don't they? Arrive, they pull up in their flashy cars, and they get out well, an amazing outfit. Well, now with the dress code, they've now gone. Oh, we can get proper tailored suits, and we mm. can be yeah, like Russell bit... Westbrook wears some amazing yeah. outfits. Yeah, he's Peter really into the fashion of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he's yeah. sponsored by Peter Jackson. You better believe it, <laughs> Peter Jackson. So that changed. But what also changed was run our test. In the year he was suspended, he had to watch as his paces got kicked out of the playoffs by 
Oh, no. The Detroit Pistons. No. It's amazing that they, could, that they were winning any games at all. All these players are suspended. Yeah, so he was their best player. They came oh. sixth in their division, so the Eastern Division. Right, so they didn't make uh, it. Yeah, the Pacers came third, I think. Uh, he then, in his year off, he worked out every day with his brother and he also made a hip-hop album with one song called Haters, which talks about the brawl and his feelings on it. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, so I've got some of the lyrics here. So for Great. some reason, kid, everybody hating me. I don't know why these cats keep hating me. You, 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 and you, why are you hating me? I don't know why, but a lot of people hating. Yeah. Very oh, good stuff. That beautiful. is poetry. I imagine he never went back to the basketball after that. Yeah. Is I that think good? that was inspired by early Shakespeare. Oh, well, I'd say kind of waste. you wasted all that time telling the story. You could have just read those lyrics. There's and more I got the whole picture. <laughs> okay, here's some more lyrics then. He, he really goes hard on, on some of the actual people. Mm. Media execs got got promotions when they dissed the players, got their own shows now, but they're the player haters. David Stern, damn, David Stern, I've got to teach you about the ghetto, some things you should learn. Matt Lauer, born NBC, you look like a girl, don't talk to me. We did the interview, you automatically hated me. Talk to me about the brawl, then asked about family. Judged Asadurian, hope you got promoted. That's the judge who sentenced him to, Mm. yeah. John Weed Green one day, we got to burn it down so everybody can look like clowns. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Hell yeah. Is Matt Lauer the one that got in trouble for the yeah. Me Too yeah. movement? Yeah. 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 He, yeah. Was, he was on the money then. Ron Artest, pretty much everyone he's picked fights with had turned out to be a bad person. <laughs> yeah. Was it was the Matt Lauer thing, he got in trouble, was that because he looks like a girl? Well, he was saying you look like a girl. So yeah, Don't talk not. to me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't talk to girls. I only talk to boys. The year, the year suspension is played out. When he comes back, he and Pacers GM, the hick from French Lick, Mr. Larry Bird, born where? Uh, French hick. Gary, Indiana. <gasps> what? Yeah. You are, no. What? Is yeah. that right? That's true. I think he's born in Gary, Indiana. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my word. Oh, this man I... deserves his own episode. Yes. He must be the most famous person from Gary, Indiana of all time. Apart Michael from... Jackson. Oh, yeah. I was going yeah. <laughs> to say, apart from Mr. Gary himself. But uh, all right, third third most famous. I'm so. pretty sure it's in Gary, Indiana. When I was a kid, there used to be a, a sports documentary on him, and it was Gary, Indiana. Wait, he's the hick from French Lick or I something? I know, but I think that's just because it rhymes. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when Shane Warne was the Earl of Twirl. He wasn't really an Earl. Okay, <laughs> I'm an Earl. <laughs> <laughs> what? You've yeah. been blowing my yeah. mind all episode. Yeah. Uh, he didn't twirl it. He actually <laughs> yeah. used a right arm wrist spin, I think you'll find. Okay, so they appear. Uh, Larry Bird and Ron Artest appear on the cover of Sports Illustrated to say everything is cool, but everything was not cool. Artest asked to be traded, which they did. He then bounced around a few teams like Sacramento, Houston, and then he landed in Los Angeles where he won the championship in the 2009-2010 season. And do yourself a favour, people, and watch his press conference after they win. It is amazing. He comes out all excited and goes, what? You guys aren't excited for me. Oh, I've worked my whole life for this. Oh, oh, come on. Oh, I'm going to be on a Wheaties box. Oh, no. And then just like, yeah, it's really great. Wow. Makes you love him. I'm so glad that he won the ch- I thought you were going to say that he bounced around and that he never got the glory. So no, that's great he that he glory. got there. Then in 2011, with the brawl still lingering over him, even after everything he had accomplished since, he made a decision. Ron Artest, a name that you love, Dave. I love it. Oh, my God. He changed his <gasps> name. Oh, to Meta World Peace. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Meta. Meta World Peace. Now, it's it's hard to get the truth of why he's he's given a few reasons why he changed this. Some interviews he said he had a dream and he was called this. Others say he got into Buddhism and wanted a name that reflected the real him. The main thing about the change, though, is on the back of his jersey, it would say World Peace. 
and the announcers had to say stuff like, and Bryant passes to World Peace and World Peace shoots and it's good. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. He also admitted he almost changed his name to So Hood, which after the brawl in Detroit probably wouldn't have been the best PR move. <laughs> but the name change worked. So people before didn't like run our test. The casual fan were like, nah, he's the thug who started that fight. Then he changed his name to World Peace and he was hit with people who didn't know it was Ron Artest. They went, oh, I like that guy who's got World Peace. That's funny. Oh, right. A bit of a brand. Yeah. He wow. even made a guest cameo on kids' TV show Yo Gabba Gabba. Oh, wow. So that he's a total switch from being this, like, thug from the ghettos to this, he's the lovable guy who is just happy and he's called World Peace. That's amazing. Then he went to change it again, and I'm not sure if he changed it legally, but in 2014 he went to play in China for a team in China and he changed his name there to Panda's Friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's good branding. Just one panda. Yeah. Oh, and one last thing. This is the last thing. So uh, do you know who Meta World Peace talks to almost every day? Oh. oh, does he talk to God every day? His mum. He's, I think he's found Buddhism, so maybe not God. I don't know. Not his mum. Oh, I want it to be the guy who threw the cup. You are right. Yeah, yes! he talks apparently to John Green every day. Wow. Why? It's yeah. like when the Pope met with the guy who tried to shoot him. Yeah, so a, friend, like that. a friendship out of adversity. <laughs> They are like Keanu and Sandra Bullock from Speed. That's wow. like, yeah, every day apparently. <laughs> That's right, when she threw that cup at him and then now they're friends. Another yeah. good sequel name, Speed 2. Cruise Control. Yeah. Oh, that is good. So that, wow. dear friends and listeners, is the malice at the palace. Oh. That, is. That, that, was, that is quite Josh, that yeah. is quite a story. What so, a yeah, it's, tra- it's changed now. So now, like, um, security's really high. Yeah, people if they even yell. There's some great YouTube. You can go down some real cool YouTube holes of fans giving the fingers to players and getting kicked out. Like there's one f- like fan, this really tubby dude giving the finger to Russell Westbrook, and Russell Westbrook just stares him down, and this guy kind of just cowers down. Like, <laughs> it's great, yeah. Because it's, it's, I've never heard of that. No. And then all these security issues. It sounds like something that would have happened maybe in the 70s or 80s. Yeah. Well, in a more naive time, if you will, Matt. Mm. Well, but this is in now, the 2000s. There's people now who are saying that they're actually really thankful that it did happen this way because it could have been a lot worse because yeah. it could have been someone brought in a gun. to. Well, the that's state, the other thing. Yeah. A lot of people in America obviously do, can carry. I don't know. Yeah. You're probably not allowed to bring into a stadium, I hope. Well, back then they wouldn't have had metal detectors. Just if you your ticket, go in. Oh, but now God. everyone, there's a metal detector. You can't go, yeah, got to empty out your liquids and all that kind of stuff. Empty out your guns. Empty out your guns. <laughs> Yeah, they actually make you shoot it rather than just take the ammo out. <laughs> Empty a few rounds. <laughs> Into the bucket, please, sir. <laughs> what kind of bucket is it? Well, it's got to be a metal one. Yeah, exactly. actually, no, that's gonna a holy one. It's deflecting all around the place. I'm imagine, I was imagining like a big red bucket that a kid would take to the beach, and it has like a smiley face on it, yeah. and it's just filled with holes. Oh, wow. That, and so is Meta uh, Panda's friends. This is a few years ago. I was playing in China. Is he retired yeah. now? Well, he, he played in China and then he went and played two more seasons for the Lakers. So he kind of went out of the NBA, played in China. Then the Lakers were terrible. So he was good enough to play again for them. And then he retired like the end of 2016. I oh. feel I feel so embarrassed. I don't know any of this. Yeah, I oh, hadn't heard yeah, Matt, of it you're at the, all. You're the casual uh, sports fan. I'm a casual sports casual fan. Casual sports fan. It feels like this is a casual sports fan would have heard of yeah. meta when, world peace. Especially, and especially when it's branded as the malice in the palace. I mean, that's, yeah. just, that's just good branding. We love that rhyming. That is good branding. That so is 
awesome. That is just wild. That guy, I think that completes our trilogy of uh, sporting controversies. We started with the Rumble in the Jungle and we had the Montreal screw job. That's the first one I listened to. Yeah, right. Yeah. And now completing it with the malice at the palace. Oh, all great names. Yeah. All great names. And did, were you, you're obviously been a basketball fan a long time, Josh. Were you watching this no, season? No, I, I, I had moved away from basketball around this time. So yeah. I was a big basketball fan as a kid, played it, and then in 99 I went and did a theatre degree and no one, none of my friends were into sports. I went, oh, I can't be bothered doing this. Yeah, there's no one to talk to yeah. about it. Yeah. Let's talk about Harold yeah. Pinter. Yeah. And, and also, also that's <laughs> the, that's when you figured out you weren't six foot nine. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. I could have told you that. It came real quick. It was Soon a quick enough. shock. I was yeah. 17. I was still waiting on that growth spurt. Yeah, I'm still waiting on one. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping for just a little bit more. Hey, Jess, no, you I had have... your time. You were a tall kid at I least. I was a tall kid. How much would a growth spurt now ruin your life though? You yeah. have to go and buy a whole new wardrobe. Oh, you're probably right. Have to change how your, your settings are in your car. Yeah, Just stay the it's not worth it. That's horrific. Oh, you're right. Now I feel great about my height. Woohoo! Growing pains as well. Yeah, that means your bones are still growing. Who wants yeah. that? Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Don't want any bones growing. Yeah, if there's any 14 year olds listening to this, you're gross. Yeah, <laughs> yuck. One of my cousins grew so fast and is very tall. He's like six foot six or maybe seven. Uh, that doctors told him to stop playing sport for a while. Because oh. his body was just shut. He was getting injured because his body had grown oh. so fast that, like, muscles around it just couldn't. It was like, ah, I think is the technical like term. Like asparagus. Apparently asparagus grows really fast. <laughs> really? And it grows so fast in hothouses. And listeners, see if this is true or not because I, I got told this and I couldn't be bothered looking it up. Nah. Apparently it grows so fast you can pick it twice in a day. Get In stuffed. a hothouse, yeah. That in the morning, go out in the afternoon, but it makes your piss smell weird. So, not everyone, only some people, really. Yeah, Yeah. oh, that's fascinating. That is a fun fact. That is a fun fact. That is a fun fact, but I really doubt it. (laughs) I'm sorry to say, yeah, it feels like which part I would have seen a video of that, surely. No, actually, no, there are parts, there are types of bamboo that I believe can grow a foot in a day. So, maybe in hothouses, ah, panda's friend, bamboo, yes. (laughs) Well, that brings us to the end of the report, which uh, brings us up to everyone's favourite segment of the show. I'm sure Josh would agree. This is favourite segment. It's the fact, quote, or question mm. segment of the mm. show. We we love this segment. Yeah, we it's do. It's everyone's favourite. Uh, this is all part of our Patreon supporters. Uh, one of their, what do we call these things? Rewards? Reward. Or... That's right. This is your reward. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, was, that felt like a cruel laugh there, Jess. <laughs> I thought this segment was everyone's favourite segment of the show. It is. This week's uh, fact, quote, or questioner is a man with a a superb name, Brew Smith. This is his first time in the fact, quote, or question segment. And you also get to give yourself a title. He's gone for, uh, oh, hang on. His actual name is Andrew John Smith. So he's given himself the title of most original name on the Patreon. (laughs) Andrew John Smith. Uh, we also had another Smith Joe, as well. Joe Smith Joe gave Smith. himself a similar title. The world's most average American, I believe. His name was. Uh, and this uh, this week, Brew has chosen to give us a quote. And this is from a quote from, and I never read these until we're recording. <laughs> um, so dangerous. Uh, this is a quote from Isambard Kingdom Brunel. And the quote is, in, oh, this feels appropriate. Oh, good. So far. If we must have heroes and wars where intermake them, there is no war so brilliant as a war with the wrong. No hero so, so fit to be sung as he who has gained the bloodless victory of truth and mercy. 
I mean, you could you could almost have guessed that that was Meta World Peace quoting. Yeah. Was that? I mean, it sounds like something. But did he? He didn't have a fourth name changed to Isamabad Kingdom Brunel. I feel like he'd choose Kingdom. Kingdom, yeah, Kingdom's very much in beautiful middle name. Brunel, not Brunei. I'm reading it as it's written, and uh, I don't think Bruce Smith would make a spelling error like that. And oh, it's yeah. kind of gross no. that you insinuated that, Dave. And I was insinuating that you can't read. <laughs> <laughs> is that kind of gross, or is well, that? Well, I mean, fair? as I went through it two or three times there, and it, I was feeling, I was getting sweaty. That was yeah. nerve wracking. Because I mean, the quote in itself is written real weird. I bet it's from a different time. Well, uh, here we go from uh, Wikipedia. Islam of Isambard Kingdom Brunel. Very well pronounced. I sh- should have, should have said that to you, Matt. Was an English mechanical and civil engineer who was considered, quote, one of the most ingenious and prolific figures in engineering history. One of the greatest figures of the Industrial Revolution. Right. An yeah. engineer. Talking about war. Okay. Yeah. Right. What, what era was he from? Uh, born in 1806 to 1859. He built the Great Western Railway and a series of steam ships, including the first propeller-driven transatlantic ship. Oh, I know this guy. I think he did the tunnel as well. There's a big tunnel. Uh, There's a big tunnel. The, the box one... tunnel. There it is. I just recognise his photo. He's got a he's got a great look. <laughs> a new a viaduct called the the box tunnel. I believe he has a tunnel that possibly goes under the Thames that he spent a long time. Now Dave's on. just having a perv, <laughs> aren't you, Dave? Yeah, I'm having a great time. I'm nerding out here. <laughs> this is good fun. Uh, so thank you so much, Bruce Smith. <laughs> You've uh, sent Dave into a spiral. And can I just say, I've just looked up Larry Bird where he's born, mm. West Baden Springs. Damn it, I thought he was born in Gary. <laughs> yeah. In Indiana? He's still in Indiana. Indiana. And so he's probably close by. He was raised in nearby French Lick. Yeah. French yeah. Lick. That is a real place. Yeah. Fantastic. French Lick, Indiana. I swear he's got some ties to Gary. Oh, we've all got ties to Gary in our <laughs> yeah, heart. Yeah. Mm. That's my true home. My spiritual home is yeah. Gary, Indiana. Yeah. Physically. Uh, So thanks to Mr. Smith there. Appreciate that. Thank you, Mr. Smith. Well done. The brew dog himself. Uh, And the other segment that everyone does love uh, is our Patreon read, where we thank a few of our Patreon supporters. Dave, where can they uh, support us on Patreon if they want to do that? It is at patreon.com slash dogoonpod or at dogoonpod.com. And by supporting this show, you're also supporting uh, my other show, Prime Mates Podcast, which all three of these great people have been on. And also, Dave, your podcast, Book Cheat, which all three of us great people yeah, that is correct. have been on. <laughs> Absolutely correct. It's an incestuous little <laughs> Yes, system, we all love it? to pod together. Cute. Uh, so this, uh, Josh, what we normally do is we thank a few of our supporters and Jess comes up with a little game. Maybe you can help with us today. It's some something we give them something that's related to the topic. What do yeah. you think, of Jess? Well, I was thinking some kind of maybe a rhyming thing from where they live. That might be too hard. You okay. know, like Malice in the Palace. No, I like that a lot. And Josh, you have to do all six. Okay, it doesn't all have right. to be where they live. Maybe. <laughs> he's, I can so do it. he's a he's a librarian. He uh, knows words. The man knows words. I write songs, and he knows he writes songs. Oh, yeah. I can do a little rhyme. You'd be this ah. would be right in your sweet spot. All right, well, let's kick it off. My name is something I'm here to say. <laughs> I like giving money to do go on every day. Yeah. yeah. Not every day, just once a month. Though. No, every day. <laughs> uh, Dave, where's MO in the US as a state? I think it's Missouri. Missouri? Is it? I think so. Oh, great. Well, from Valley Park, 
in Missouri. It's I'd love to thank Jake King. Jake, Jake King. King. Oh, Jake King. Oh, the push-up the king. Push-up king. <laughs> Jake King from, from Valley Park. You've got a, a very famous AFL player who shares your name. If you were on my podcast, uh, that's what I'd say. You share your name with ah. a guy with ties to the underworld. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> and also a great push-up guy, I guess. That's yeah, he where liked, he would have got the nickname. Yeah, he apparently did lots of push-ups. The push-up king. So from Valley Park, from Jake Val- is the... Valley Park, the oh, there's not many rhymes. No, Valley. Right. What about, Valley. What about like the Mali, Malay after dark, something like that? Oh yeah. But you have to say Mali, which some people do say. The Mali after dark from Valley Park. I love it, Jake. Huh? I love <laughs> that it. The sound of someone loving it. <laughs> oh, this we one. We can hear you. <laughs> I feel like this one might be easier, maybe. Uh, from Manly. In Australia. I was just there. It's James Aloy. <laughs> James Aloy. Or Alois. Alois. Or Alois, probably more accurately. <laughs> <laughs> Many Manly. options there. Many options. Pick your favourite, James. Manly. 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 Manly? <laughs> <laughs> Can you rhyme the same word with the same word? Yeah. The manly from manly. <laughs> Oh, I love that. And is it? <laughs> wait, what? What? I'm, I don't know if I understand this game. Is it like a French lick? The hick from French lick? Is that the idea? Maybe there aren't strict the Stanley rules. knife that belongs to the manly wife. <laughs> yes. yes, that's right. Your now or future wife better watch her around sharp objects. Yeah. yeah, sorry about that. Stanley knife. My favorite thing about manly is everything in manly is named like the shops. It's like the manly shop. Yeah. Or the manly ferry. Yeah. And yeah, it's good. Like, so <laughs> they can only just, have one of each thing. Just yeah. to clarify where they are. Yeah. Dave, would you like to thank some people? Please. I would like to thank from <laughs> Montreal in Quebec, Canada. I would like to thank Jean Nicolas Burdon. Ooh. Jean Nicolas Burdon. Love that. Or Jean Nicolas. But it's it's French it's Jean Canada, Nicolas. So Jean Nicolas. Nicolas. Bourdon. What about the free for all in Montreal? Is oh, that almost, almost, oh, yeah, that's good. That yes. is good. Maddie, look at you go. <laughs> you did it. What a quick turnaround from you having no idea how it worked to nailing it in your first go. Well, when you said anything goes, it really clarified for me. Good. <laughs> what about the deck in Quebec? Happy oh, that's help. good. Someone yeah. got punched in the face. <laughs> Someone actually connected. <laughs> I've got to watch yeah. on YouTube the, the vision of that big man running and then oh. slipping over just before he kills someone with a fist. That's the best. That's amazing. Who else have you got? I would like to thank now from, let's have a crack at this, <clears throat> Holtzkirchen. Bavaria, Germany. Uh-oh. Deutschland, Dave. Come on, mate. Sorry. It is DE, Deutschland. I do apologise. I don't know why we don't call you what you want to be called in your it's country. It's weird, isn't it? It's a strange thing. Why do we have English versions of just call them what they are? I find that fast. Like Brazil is so close to how they spell it. Yeah, but why we do spell we it with spell it with a Z, not an S. Just spell it how they want to be We spe- call it Rome. They just call it Roma. Yeah. It's just an E and an A. It's so strange. It's the same amount in Scrabble. I just <laughs> don't worry about it. Maybe that's why. That's why Brazil was changed. Yeah, that's No, why. it's how they spell it. Oh, I get it? to use my 10 for this. That would make sense, sadly. Josh, I don't know what kind of rules you're playing where you're using place names oh, and your Scrabble. On. Come on. What is this, Tasmanian rule? <laughs> Brazilian. <laughs> ah. Oh, that's very good. good. Yeah. That is good. You are good. Thanks. I would like to thank our friend from Bavaria, Deutschland, Moritz Remuter. Moritz. Moritz Remuter from Bavaria. Bavaria. 
Oh, I nearly had something and then I lost it immediately. What rhymes with Bavaria? Bavaria. <laughs> Malaria in yeah. Bavaria. Oh. Did I do it? Yeah. That's good. Vaccination of malaria in Bavaria. Slightly more positive. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. Bavaria. I've got to say, one of my favorite, all-time favorite desserts is the chocolate Bavarian. Do you think that really is from Bavaria? I highly doubt it, but if it is, I'm going there. Yeah. I'm such a fan. And the the Black Forest cake, that's in the same sort of area, isn't it? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of the, of the Black Forest as well. Yeah, mm. yeah it's funny when things... I know a German, a German uh, meal is prosciutto on rock melon or cantaloupe. Oh, yeah, okay. That, is, that, that is, doesn't sound too good. <laughs> I had a friend who was German who stayed with me for a month who, as a thank you, cooked us all dinner. And that was the first course. And I was like, oh. is this a joke? Is yeah. like, oh, waiting for you to study. Because <laughs> yeah. you're trying to be polite. Yeah. Not too bad, though. Yeah. Not too bad. Okay. Flavours, they all go together. Yeah. It's a taste Fusion. sensation. Um, can I thank some people? Please. 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 Dave, please. Please. Can I? Dave. Fine. Thank you. I'd like to thank from Brunswick. Victoria, where we are right now, <gasps> not to give too much away. Um, I'm directly under the sun now. <laughs> I would like oh, to there thank... Goes. I don't think we had a Simpsons reference this week. There's one right now. <laughs> I'd like to thank Tess Flotman. Oh, fantastic oh, name. Flotman. Name. Flotman. Josh, can you think of anything that rhymes with Flotman? Flotman. Blotcan. <laughs> Tess in Brunswick using her fun stick. Yay! Oh. Oh. Could be get... rude. Could not be rude. Could be a pogo stick. Yeah, fun whatever. Stick. Whatever you think is fun, Tess. A yeah. stick of that. Yeah, like a big boss. Yeah. That oh. I found them fun sticks. Probably they before your time. A big boss. A big oh. boss cigar. I'm a fan. Oh. Nah. The they candy. Used, they the candy. used to have the tip on the end that was a different colour. To yeah. Represent it was being lit. Now they don't. Now they're just a, a musk stick. Yeah. Oh, God. I liked the little I love the fads. Fads. Oh, I love there's fads. an episode in that. Fads. Evolution of the name fads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I was a boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, so thank you to Tess. Thanks, Tess. Enjoy your fun stick. Drop by any time, Tess. I'd like to thank also from Uber Huber Heights. <laughs> Uber Huber Heights? Huber. Oh, so it's not Uber Huber. No, I'm an uh, idiot. The Uber from Uber. Huber Heights, Ohio. Oh, hey, just Ohio, right? Yeah, our favourite state, please. I'm just checking. I'd like to thank Harold E. Stutz Jr. <laughs> please give my regard to Harold E. Stutz Sr. <laughs> that is a Please, quote. Harold E. Stutz Sr. is my father. <laughs> <laughs> Harold, are you going to have a, a son, Harold, and call it Harold E. Stutz III? Oh, oh, that's oh. the dream. That's the dream. We've got a few the third uh, patrons, which always makes me feel yeah. very good. I like to add it to the end of my name sometimes, but it's not true. Yeah, I mean, there's probably been two other Jess Perkins. No, at some point, no. <laughs> Harold Stutz in the kibbutz. Yes, he's done it again. Somebody stop him. <laughs> no, please. Stop Just for a, bon- a bonus fun fact, I'm looking up Huber Heights because it really is making me laugh a lot. Huber Heights' motto is "quote America's largest community of brick homes." Oh, Huber oh. Heights. Oh, some smart little piggies. Yeah. <laughs> what exactly. have they got everywhere? No sticks for those. Sticks and straw. Puffin and puffin. We we are gonna have to add that to the list. 
Hoover Heights. Hoover Heights. Ho- I love it so much. And then when we drive through there, we have to be playing Hoover Stank on, our, <laughs> on the radio. On the radio. I'll call up and request so, a song. I'm not a perfect person. <laughs> <laughs> to know, actually know Hoover Stank? Oh, that is, yeah. I'm assuming, yeah. I knew it was one of those the re- bands. It, That was their big, big song. The Reason Is You. That was yeah. the, yeah. that was number one for ages. And I'm sure. So on our American tour list so far, uh, we've got Gary Indiana, yep. uh, French Hick, yep. which is handy because they sound like they're relatively. And now, yeah, Huber Heights. Huber so Heights was I think jet- Ohio is actually borders, I think, Indiana as well. So, so we're, far. We're fine. Yeah, we could probably just walk it. That is right. They play in the same division. So that's probably, yeah. Anyway, wow. How strange. Well, this uh, does bring us to the end of the show. Before we go, we should tell people that they, if they haven't already, must listen to Josh Earl's Don't You Know Who I Am podcast. Out every Thursday. Every Thursday. You have lots of guests from across the planet broadcasting network. Yes. But lots and lots of Australian comedy legends have been on your show. Yes. So I've had people like Hannah Gadsby. I've had Tom Gleeson. Sean uh, McAuliffe. Sean McAuliffe has been on. Lawrence Mooney. Lawrence Mooney. I've even had internationals. Damien Cow from TISM. Damien Cow from TISM was on. That was a really nerve-wracking one because I wasn't sure if he was going to play along, but he did. He was great. Oh, uh, I've had people like Josie Long on I've, from the UK. I've had... I was on that app. Oh, yeah, you were too. It was in this very room. No, it wasn't. It was yes, a triple R. No, it was in this room. Guarantee it. I guarantee it was a triple... Anyway... I'm going to make some money. <laughs> oh, it was true, yes. Ah. Uh, who else have I had? Beth Stelling from the States. And anyway, oh, lots cool. and lots of people. It's That's right. So lots and lots of people. And you do a lot of live shows and you're doing more and more around the country. Yes. Because your doing... live shows are very, very popular and uh, some great, I'm great, doing great episodes. one in Brisbane. So if you're in Brisbane, I'm doing one on March 16 uh, at Haya Bar. And I can already tell you the lineup. So it is great. Becky Lucas, Fantastic. Mel Buttle, Fantastic. Cameron James. Not so fantastic. No, I'm joking. <laughs> And Guy Montgomery. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. All-star. They're so four superstars. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So uh, tickets at my website, joshearl.com.au. Yeah. Perfect. And, and I imagine... my Melbourne shows are on sale as well. So I'm doing it, if you're in Melbourne, I'm doing a stand-up show called Josh Earl Talks as part of the Comedy Festival in March, April. And I'm also doing my podcast for live ones at the European Beer Cafe. All the details are at joshell.com.au. And your uh, stand-up show, is people are going to be walking out of that with their mouths wide open, I reckon. That story is wild. Yeah, I tell, I tell a very, very true story. And it gets even, I went and found some old home videos. It gets right. even better. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. There's stuff I discovered that I did not know, and that's good. <sighs> Exciting. Oh, I, I don't know what the story is, but I'm really excited to see the show. Yeah. I'm excited to turn the mics off and ask him about <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it now. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to ruin, ruin you know, it here. But, Dave, wrap this up so I can ask Josh. Well, just quickly, we are also <laughs> doing four shows at the Melbourne Comedy Festival at the European Beer Cafe. I believe we're on the different day to you, so you can make a weekend of it. Yeah. What, what are you, Saturdays? Saturday afternoons. Yeah, I'm um, Sunday afternoons. Sunday afternoons. And lots of lots of pods going on at the beer cafe as, as usual, so that, that should be great fun. And we're also in Adelaide for the first ever time. Just put tickets on sale a couple of weeks ago, March the 10th, which is a Sunday afternoon, the National Wine Centre. Come on down. People tell us Adelaide is hard to crack. Nice. So we're hoping that we can crack it. <laughs> like an egg. <laughs> People, people say you only make the mistake of booking an Adelaide podcast once. <laughs> we have to make that mistake twice. You guys are going to crack it like your uh, announcer and Ron Artest is jumping <laughs> over. <laughs> Cop that, Adelaide's back. <laughs> We're going to crack you. Yeah. Also, I'm doing my stand-up tour through uh, Perth, Adelaide, 
Brisbane and Melbourne. And you can find our details about that at mattstewartcomedy.com slash gigs. And if you use the code do go on, you get a sweet discount. Hell nice. yeah. And it's a it's you're gonna leave my show with your mouth, mouth wide, wide open. open. No, that's, that's going different story. reasons. Yeah, yeah, wow. Have you found any video evidence about that? <laughs> because because well, I I've have. Been... Oh great. <laughs> yeah, and I'll pass it on to you Thank for you. a price. Yeah, well I'll pay anything. An egg. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Why did you have that with you? You carry an egg. Always carry an egg. He was keeping it warm. Yeah. That's weird. It's I gonna, wanted a it's gonna hatch. cold egg, but oh. all right. <laughs> all right, well, I'm going to wrap this up right now. <laughs> you can get in contact anytime at dogoonpod.com and we are at dogoonpod on all the social medias. And our website is also the place to find links to our merchandise and the Patreon and to any of those live shows that I mentioned that we are doing. And we're going to announce a few more coming up, so keep an eye on the website. Uh, but I guess that really is the end of the show. Josh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It was a lots fa- of fun. A fantastic report, i got to say. Yeah, that was well done. one of the best reports so far this year. Yes! Yeah! No, it was very, 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 very exciting. So we uh, hopefully have you on again sometime soon. A pleasure. But until next time, I will say thank you and goodbye! Later! Bye! This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.